if I wasn't a better person, I'd slap the shit out your face right now. I'm, yeah. Of course. Right, yeah. I don't know that I can give you anything specific, but there's been plenty of times where... You're lucky my grandma raised me right. Like, right. I swear if my grandma and my parents didn't raise me to be a respectful human, I'd take every ounce of the power that I have and slap. Why do these niggas exist? This nigga played the shit out of me. He yells out. Nah, she with us now. Welcome to the Any Last Words pod. My name is Keon, a.k.a. Almighty the DJ. <laughs> My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks, a.k.a. Young One With Himself. <sighs> Special thanks to everybody joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. What's going on, man? How are we feeling? I'm feeling good, feeling great. Is there anything that you would like to share with the, with the people about your life? About my life? This past week? Um, You know, honestly, I haven't. I haven't been up to much. Just trying to get ready for my my little outing uh, that I'm leaving out for tomorrow. Uh, just been cramming homework, staying up late, doing homework, just trying to make sure that I don't have a ton of homework to do while I'm gone. Um, so it's, it's been a busy week for me outside of homework. You already know I've been out there on the water. But, um, you know, <laughs> I've been just taking in some things. Um, something really uh, interesting happened to me while I was out fishing um, a couple of days ago. I showed you a picture before we started this podcast. Yes, of the I wanted, flowers. Yeah, of a, of a flower. And for a long time now, I've had this mindset where I'm just like, oh, these fucking tourists, they're coming to D.C. to see these cherry blossoms, like just crowding up the streets. Like, uh, it's just a it's just a tree with some flowers. Like, what is what is it? Like, what is the hype? Like, I don't like, mm. and is it, I don't know if it's because I've just been in this area yep. for so long, but I just truly don't give a shit. Yeah. But when I was fishing the other day, I was up at Haynes Point. There was a tree right behind me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm fishing, I'm chilling. I swear, like along the street that the tree was on, I saw at least 10 to 15 people stop, get out of their cars go over to this tree and have a photo shoot. I'm not lying. At least 10 to 15 different cars or people simply walking by. And I'm just like, what is like, what? Let me go over here and look at this fucking tree. Let me go over here. <laughs> what is? Let me go over here and look at this tree. I, man. You know, okay, go ahead. Cause I love this so far. I was like, let me go over here and look at this tree. Like, what are they seeing? Why don't I give a fuck about this tree? Yeah. Like, why is it just not hitting me the same? I went over there. I stood next to the tree for a good, at least 60 seconds, you could say. And I was just looking at it. I was just trying to just focus my eyes in on all the detail, Mm -hmm. take it in. And quite honestly, I couldn't really see it for what it was in person. It just was a, a, you know, a, a tree would, with pink flowers growing from it. But then I took my phone out and I was like, let me take a picture. Let me let me do what they're doing. Let me take this picture. I'm going to take a few of them. I caught it at a few different angles. And I go, I go back over to my fishing spot and I just take my phone and I'm looking at this picture and I'm just like, damn, this is a beautiful ass tree. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, I just, 
I don't know why. I don't That's know why. funny. You had to take the photo of it before you could find appreciation in it. You know, I just, I don't know. Just looking at it, it just didn't, nothing about it stood out to me. Like, you're sure it has pretty pink flowers right. on it or pink flower petals. Mm-hmm. But there was just not, like, I wasn't really seeing it. Yeah. And maybe I just had to see it in, like, fucking high definition, high definition. on my phone yeah. and just get it real. Like, I took a couple of, um. Do you? What? Do you need glasses? Do you know if you need glasses? You know what, Earl? That's such a crazy question that you've asked me because I've asked myself that same question over the last like year or so. Yeah. I've asked myself the same question because there's a lot of times like I'll be watching TV and like, you know, like like you're on Hulu or something like that. And there's like a description right next to the show. Right. Bro, I can't. I can't. Like I have uh, to really like I I, I watch Hulu you know, daily, so I know what you I know yeah. what those print and it is small print. It, it, it's kind of small, but print, I can read it. Fine. But like I really have to like squint and look to really okay. see what. Do I, you, you know remember what I'm back? Maybe it was a few years ago. I forgot exactly how long it's been now. But Mike hadn't worn glasses his entire life, hadn't worn contacts, and he finally went and got some. And he blew up our group chat and was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) This is what y'all have been looking at this whole time. Uh It blew his mind. So I, because for you to not be able to see it and not find appreciation, but then take a photo of your phone, because that clearly it's working the opposite way for everyone Uh else. Uh Like they can go get the photo because they're looking at it and they see the beauty in it first. And that's something that came to mind. When RJ and I were talking to Big Smokey J, when Big Smokey J was denouncing photography as an art uh, those years ago, uh-huh. and we were trying to explain to him the artistry in it. And first of all, photography is just a long, I mean, all artistry, it's a long process from start to finish. Right. If you've ever done any sort of photography or taken a photography class, it's a long stretch. But the very first thing is you have to have the eye to know what is worth taking a photo of. Mm-hmm. And if you don't even have that eye, you're not you you're not getting the photo. Right. You're not even getting to what the shutter speed is and the lighting and all this and the angles and all this sort of stuff. You're not even getting to that because you can't even you don't even have the eye to see that that's something to take a photo of. You don't even see if there's appreciation there. So I think it is interesting that you had to get the HD version on your phone because for for people with I mean, I guess average, I mean, definitely above average or average eyesight. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for this to happen when you said you walked over to the tree and sat there and looked at it. If I go and I sit and I look at something, your eyes will adjust just like a camera lens will. Mm -hmm. Your eyes will slowly adjust if you just focus on that thing and it'll, it'll give you HD. Your eyes will give you high definition. So the fact that you couldn't see that and you needed the phone to show you that sort of lets me know that you needed a tool, a magnifying tool. Maybe. So I mean, you're you're not completely wrong there. I I could very well need glasses because there's been instances in the last couple of years where I'm just like, damn, like I feel like I should be able to see this better. Right. You know what I'm saying? It happens a lot when I'm like, like you know, like those digital, uh, like when you go to the gas station and mm-hmm. like the the price of the uh, gas yeah. is digital mm-hmm. from far off. Shit is just kind of blurry to me. Mm. And like it's not until I really get up on it where I'm like, oh, okay, guys, it's two seventy three. Oh, you know what I'm okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the same thing for like, um, like, uh, it happens a lot with digital stuff, right? Um, like the time on over top of your oven mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really gotta like, oh, okay, 
Okay. You know? yeah, like I gotta yeah. really look at it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. But don't get me completely wrong. When I when I first walked up onto the on onto the tree, obviously I could tell that you know the the flower petals were pink. This you know this is obviously something that is nice looking. Right. It's not as if I was thinking like, oh, this shit is just oh, this is still whack as hell. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't. I still don't know why people are doing it. But for yeah, for whatever reason, after I took the picture, I and I really started looking at it like that. I don't know. It just stood out to me. I'm like, wow, this is really, this is really nice. Now, I don't know that that's going to make me, you know, want to give a shit. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just was curious, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, you know, we spoke about curiosity on our last podcast. Yes. I was just curious. I was like, what is it about these trees that people find so amazing? Maybe it's the just, maybe is it just the history? Um, I'm certain, I'm certain it's, 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 Tons of things, yeah. but again, things that you're not taking notice to because you don't care, you don't have the curiosity yeah. to really even know about yeah. it. But you brought me to the sponsor of the day, which is Nuance. We talked about this a whole lot, being the the podcast of Nuance, the podcast of Spectrum, and it just dawned on me that maybe there's certain people that don't really know what the fuck it is we're talking about when we say that. Nuance, a subtle difference or distinction in expression, meaning, response, mm-hmm. etc. Definition two, a very slight difference or variation in color or tone. Just decided I'd, I'd go ahead and say that there's 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 definitely some things that I want to talk about today that that are just going to go hand in hand with with nuance. And we, we there's no other way to have the conversation or at least for me to have the conversation without that. I know that I can come across as a contrarian or. I'm trying to be quirky with some of my views because they always seem like I'm thinking too much or trying to do too much. But that's just the way that my brain is conditioned now. I just it's hard for me to just see anything as a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Or just no gray area for you. No, there is. Everything is like okay. there's no there's no black or white for me. Okay. Like I can't. Yeah, I can't just see things right, as right, one right, or right. the other. So having said that, before I actually get into anything. You were just talking about a blind spot that you have, no pun intended, that you couldn't see the beauty in these flowers, right? right? I was thinking about a blind spot, like something that I I know I've just been indoctrinated to believe or see a certain way because I just wanted to think about it. I was thinking about how people have that and it's hard for people to be able to get out of their own way sometimes to see something a different way. And I was like, Earl, what's something that you you just grew up with? And people have just told you this is the proper way to look at something. And in this particular situation, this is the sexy way. This is the uh, (laughs) this is the proper way for a lady to be Mm -hmm. right. But doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be. And it's really just your own prism of of your mind looking at it this way. Women with uh, with underarm hair. I've never, I never, I, it just, it just popped into my mind. I was like, what is it that you could, that you're just, there have been times when I've seen what I felt like was a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. I think it was back when I was on fucking Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or one of these fucking things. And it'd be like a beautiful woman. And then I'd swipe to the next, the next photo. And then she got like her arms up laying on the bed or some shit like that. And it's just like a long stream of hair. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, like, I, like, I, like I feel like this shouldn't matter to me uh-huh. because 
we men walk around with hair under their arms. Right. Like, so what is the real difference there? Mm-hmm. If there isn't any, we're accepted for that. Yeah. What is the real difference? But it was, but it was hard for me to remove remove that from my mind. I was just like, well, I don't know if I want, I want to feel that. Men generally get the. I don't know if I'm about to say this right or not, but we get the the uh, the longer end of the stick here. Am I? Am I saying okay, that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, just be because we're men in a mm. male dominated world. Mm. So you know, something like that that came from the mind of a man. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That someone saying mm-hmm. that underarm hair under there is inappropriate. I guarantee you, some guy thought that up. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know where where that came from. Maybe we'll do some research and come back to that one. I don't. I don't know where that came from, or why it was perpetuated throughout the years. Yeah. In, yeah. I mean, men into make the up beliefs these, of modern women. Yeah. They and they they men make up these types of standards all the time. It's been happening all throughout our lives and before that. So, but, um, I've run, I've seen, I've kind of been seeing the same thing. A lot of women just deciding to kind of break off from the standards and be more free mm-hmm. and just kind of do whatever they want. And it's just like, you know, they grow underarm hair. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I guess it's gonna be a little sweatier under there because of the hair. But at the end of the day, what's really wrong with it? Though? Yeah. I, you know? I actually heard that that doesn't necessarily deal too much with the perspiration. Like you're really? going to get the perspiration no matter reg- regardless. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't really know. I just decided to throw that out there. That has nothing to do with anything today. Okay. But I just decided to throw that out there. I just want to let people know that I'm also an idiot and don't and, – and it's hard for all sorts of people to get out of ways of living and ways of seeing things. But I think it's something I would be open to. I think it's – yeah, I definitely think it's something yeah. that I would be open to because I, I do realize that it's just my little chimp brain that has, that has <laughs> stuck me in that way. But it doesn't really mean anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I, I, I'm, it's a beautiful day here in Manassas, Virginia. What are we dealing with? Like seventy degree weather, or something like maybe sixty five. Uh, yeah, I think it's in the sixties. It's a little breezy a little out breezy. there, but it's sunny. Yeah, stuff is going on. I went to Barnes and Noble this morning just because I was feeling like I needed some new books. All right. Yeah, I see. You know, you don't have your typical books here. I don't. I, I don't have my wacky journal. My what you call the, the Susan, Susan B. B. Anthony, Anthony Bible, Bible, which is, which is not that at all. <laughs> but it's fine. First book I got today was Jordan B. Peterson's Beyond Order. Okay, what's it about? Um, twelve more rules for life. So right. I've talked about his his uh, his first. Well, not his first book. But the other book that is complimentary to this, which is 12 Rules for Life, he's a clinical um, a clinical psychologist and just one of the most intellectual, most important intellects that we have today. He speaks on every, everything, religion, ethics, morals, you know, values, politics, individualism, all this sort of stuff. In a very profound way, in a way that lay people can understand, which is what really makes him great. He's a great conversationalist. Lay people, just regular ass people. Okay, that, that, that's what that's what I yeah, was thinking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular people. Sure. That, because a lot of times, what happens is people gain information and gain intelligence and knowledge when they're in academia, and then they get slowly, 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 but surely more distant from regular people. Right. When it comes to relaying information they only know how to talk in their own jargon right. which doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people 
he's great at understanding what he's learned in all these years and relaying it back to people that don't have, you know, 50 plus years of education in the field of psychology or whatever right. it is he happened to maybe have been talking about history, all sorts of stuff. So he's great. But what I'm and I'm extremely excited for that book because the first one was amazing. I watched like all of his videos online. Amazing guy. What I'm more interested in is this book, How to Have Impossible Conversations by Peter. I'm one of, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's Bogosian. Bogosian and James Lindsay. This is a good book. I just put this on our story on Instagram. Okay. Send it to some other people via text. I'm going to have to read a, a couple of things about this. So, that, so this is, you know, some subtext. In our current political climate, it seems impossible to have a reasonable conversation with anyone who has a different opinion. <laughs> Whether you're online, in a classroom, in office, a town hall, or just hoping to get through a family dinner with a stubborn relative, <laughs> dialogue shuts down when perspectives clash. Heated debates often lead to insults and shaming, blocking any possibility of productive discourse. Everyone seems to be on a hair trigger. In How to Have Impossible Conversations, Peter and James guide you through the straightforward, practical, conversational techniques necessary for every successful conversation, whether the issue is climate change, religious faith, gender identity, race, poverty, immigration, or gun control. Bogosian and Lindsay teach the subtle art of instilling doubts and opening minds. They cover everything from learning the fundamentals for good conversations to achieving expert-level techniques techniques to deal with hardliners and extremists. This book is the manual everyone needs to foster a climate of civility, connection, and empathy. Sounds like the story of America over the, the last this, several years. It's been, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's what, it's what everyone has been encountering every time they want to try to have a conversation with someone about anything. Mm -hmm. And so I want to read this, this, is good. Some of these good words that one of the many people in here are talking about. So this is Brett Weinstein, PhD. I believe he is a biologist. Okay. It's not Weinstein. No, no. I believe he's Weinstein. I believe. Right. I believe. We have arrived at. I've seen him at the Warner Theater actually with For the, real? with the. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm a nerd. So me and a friend of mine went to the Warner Theater to see. Sam Harris, who's a neurologist and moral, uh, I don't know, researcher. Um, and Brett Weinstein sit in two chairs across from each other and have a conversation for about an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. <laughs> we have arrived at an impasse. It is everywhere and feels permanent. As algorithms steer our attention, we are each looked within a Warren Oh, we are each locked within a warren of echo chambers. Each day, this digital water we swim in causes a deepening entrenchment of our beliefs and a growing willingness to caricature our opponents. When forced into contact with the other, we are repelled, indignant. How could anyone be so stupid? And we are shocked to discover the one thing that unites us with them is that they feel exactly the same way in return. It is not hard to spot the danger in this dynamic. 
It undermines the most basic logic of democracy and threatens to derange the West, if not the world. But Bogosian and Lindsay have drawn up a plan to bridge the divide. They have bottled an antidote, a how-to guide for talking to the enemy, each drawing on decades of experience having impossible conversations the authors have written what may be the ultimate instruction manual for crossing enemy lines and living to tell the tale and not a moment too soon. I've never heard anybody use the word caricature in, in that, in that way before to caricature someone, someone as, as a verb. You yeah, never to just yeah. make them look fucking silly. That is, that <laughs> is where we that live. Is, that is an interesting way to put that. That is exactly where we live. And so, Again, the way I've conditioned my mind, when I look at it, could, it, could, it could simply be like this this water bottle right here. We we don't have have too difficult of a time saying this is what I like about this water bottle. I like that it, that it's easy to grip here. It's it, it, clearly they had to be thinking about that during the manufacturing. Is like what is easy to grip. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like. Is simply the color orange. <laughs> I don't. I just. I just don't like the color orange. I don't like that they made the cap the color orange. Okay. Right. But we can easily sit here and look at this inanimate object and objectively talk about the object, and then and then through subjectivity talk about the things that we prefer and do not prefer about it. Okay. Once it comes into ideologies, people stop doing that. Once it becomes a, a political talk or socioeconomic talk or any anything that's going on today, anything that anyone's talking about, it's hard for people to see the nuance in things. It's either I'm on this side or I'm on this side. And if you're not on this side, then fuck you and fuck who you are. And fuck everything you stand for, and fuck everyone that loves you. <laughs> like that's in, and, and that's what I see. So I was really excited to get that book. I I wanted to have some conversation today, like I, like I tend to do. That's it's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, and 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 that's and that's going to be that. So we'll let's start with let's start with one of my things. All right. And <laughs> and then and then we can. We can move on to, to maybe one of your things that maybe won't be so polarizing. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I want to start with good old Target, okay. as as the bougies call it. Target. Mm-hmm. Target selling book that includes prayer to hate white people in religion section. All right, here we go. Really? The book titled "A Rhythm of Prayer" by Sarah Bessie which contains passages from multiple authors is on sale for 14.87 on Target's website and is listed in the store's religion beliefs section and Christian life subsection. So, first and foremost, let's stop there. I think that is going to be mostly why people are are upset and are outraged by the fact that this book, these passages I'm about to read you are are in Target. Um I know that when it comes to art and expression, people say, well, listen, it's art and it's expression. You have a, a, a movie and you can have 
rape in the movie. You can have racism in the movie. You can have just mass killings in the movie. Some people stand out towards it. Most people are like, well, listen, it's already this expression. It's meant to be interpreted in different ways and you can learn from it. And it's this and it's this. You don't want to just take away artistic expression from people because then we lose our way. Okay. I think it's that people think it may be a little different when you sell something in the religion section of a store and it holds some of the things that I'm about to read to you. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, here we go. So it, um, I think it's important one that I just read exactly who it's, who it's from and what, I guess what it is they were trying to do with it. Where, where is this? Is it in my photos? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. So this woman, I think I should start with that. Her name is Dr. Shaniqua Walker Barnes. All right. She is a clinical psychologist. Sister. Yes. Yes, for sure. A womanist theologian, ecumenical minister, which is just fancy word for just everything meaning Christian. Okay. Um, whose work focuses upon healing the legacies of racial and gender oppression. Right. She's and she's got and she's got some works under her under her belt, such as I bring the voices of my people, a womanist vision for racial reconciliation, stuff like that. Okay. Now we're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna start reading this. It's just gonna take me a couple minutes, bear with me. But I think it I it would I'm gonna do justice by reading all of this because I don't wanna leave anything out here. It is titled Prayer of a Weary Black Woman. So let's keep this in mind as well. Okay. Dear God, please help me hate white people. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> you, listen, man, this, you're not necessarily supposed to laugh at this, but fuck it, let's laugh. How how are you going to start off like that? <laughs> That's strong. It starts off, dear God, please help me hate white people. Okay, this is in the religion section, in mm-hmm. the Christianity subsection. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep this in mind. Or at least to want to hate them. At least I want to stop caring about them, individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls. To stop believing that they can be better. That they can stop being racist. I'm not talking about white anti-racist allies who have taken up this struggle against racism with their whole lives. The ones who stand vigil for weeks outside jails where black women are killed who show up in Charlottesville and Ferguson and Baltimore and Pasadena to take a public stand against racism and police brutality, who are so committed to fighting white supremacy that their own lives bear the wounds of its scars. No, those aren't the people I want to hate. I'm not even talking about the ardent racists either. The strident segregationists who mowed down nonviolent anti-racist protesters who open fire on black churchgoers or who plot acts of racial terrorism hoping to start a race war. Those people are already in hell. <laughs> there's, no, there's no need to waste hatred on them. Perhaps, however, you can make sure that they don't take the rest of us with them, that their attempts at harming others are thwarted, and that they don't gain access to positions of power. My prayer is that you would help me to hate the other white people. You know, who's left? The nice ones. 
Thank you for asking, Keon. <laughs> she abruptly answered you. Yeah. The Fox News loving Trump supporting voters who don't see color, <laughs> who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. The people who are happy to have me over for dinner, but alert the neighborhood watch anytime any unrecognized person of color passes their house. The people who welcome black people in their churches and small groups, but brand us as heretics if we suggest that Christianity is concerned with the poor and the oppressed. The people who politely tell us that we can leave when we call out the racial microaggressions we experience in their ministries. But since I don't have many relationships with people like that, perhaps they are not a good use of hatred either, Lord. Grant me then the permission and desire to hate the white people who claim the progressive label, but who are really wolves in sheep's clothing. Those spent enough time in other countries to make themselves seem knowledgeable, even though that knowledge remains far removed from their hearts. <laughs> Those who unexamined Unexamined white supremacy bubbles up at times. I'm not expecting it. When I have my guard down and my heart open, Lord. If you can't make me hate them, at least spare me from the perennial gaslighting, white, white mansplaining, and white woman tears. <laughs> white woman tears is for later. <laughs> white woman tears is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you just gonna diminish the white woman's tears. All right, that's fine. All right, <laughs> they tears don't matter. <laughs> that's fine. Lord, if it be your will, harden my heart. Stop me from striving to see the best in people. Stop me from being hopeful that white people can do and be better. Let me imagine them instead as white hooded robes standing in front of burning crosses. Ooh. Let me see them as hopelessly unrepentant, reprobate bigots who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and who need to be handed over to the evil one. Let me be like Jonah, unwilling for my enemies to change, or like Lot, able to walk away from them and their sinfulness without trying to call them to repentance. Let me stop seeing them as members of the same body. Free me of this burden of calling them to confession and repentance. Grant me a get out of judgment free card if I make white people the exception to your commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. But I will trust in you, my Lord. You have kept my love and my hope steadfast, even when they have trampled on it. You have rescued me from the monster of racism when it sought to devour me. You have lifted up my head when it was low and healed my heart. When it was wounded, you have not given me up to slavery or to Jim Crow or to the systems of structural oppression. But you have called me to be an agent in your ministry of justice and reconciliation, and you have not allowed me to languish alone. But you have lighted the path towards beloved community with the loving witness of the ancestors, elders and sojourners who have come before me and who stand with me today. Thus. In the spirits of Fanny and Ida and Polly and Ella and Septima and Coretta, I pray and I press on in love. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> um. Okay. So, so that's what we have as a start. This conversation. What do you think about it? Um. It's it's pretty interesting, you know. 
Uh, she's not concerned with what I guess the average person might see as the real problem is, you know, the, the true, the, the, the bigots, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the racists that are just out there and letting you know about it. Yeah. She's more concerned about the ones that are a little more passive. The ones mm-hmm. that, like she said, will invite you in for dinner, but call the police when they see an unrecognized black person in their neighborhood. Um, so to that extent, I kind of get what she's saying um, and why she would feel that way. Um, but it's, that's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty. It was pretty lengthy. I'm sorry if I bored any of you, but I felt like I wouldn't do it justice unless I unless I read the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So you have it in its entirety. I didn't want to pick and choose. What right? I read. No, no, no. I get that. Um, it is a lot to take in when clearly trampled on about it on social uh-huh. media because you're not going to put something like that out in it. You not get backlash. Target said they ain't taking it down. They're gonna keep selling it. That's interesting. It's 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 very it's interesting, interesting because you're because you because you're asking because you're thinking, and we'll get into the whole Georgia voting rights uh-huh. at a point in time and how corporations are pulling their business from there. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's it's interesting the things that certain people are allowed to say or get get off, and corporations are like, well, we gotta we gotta support them, but we can't support over here. So it's interesting. When it's a bit more of um, a social justice warrior or leftist view, we're going to let y'all get that off because that seems to be what's prevailing right now in media. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on the other side are getting canceled. They're getting ripped apart. They're getting you know blocked, whatever the case may be. But because I, I, want, I want to imagine, I want all of us to imagine right now, if this was the complete opposite. If, if if this was if this was Douglas James Smith <laughs> that put out dire or prayer of a weary white man mm-hmm. and it started off dear god please give me the power to hate these niggas <laughs> okay that, and that he would be wild. and he went on do you feel like targets going to allow that in their store do you feel like that's going to go on in this day and age, no. Look, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking sides here, but and a- that's the whole point. We don't have to. We can have a conversation about the nuance of things. We but can from, say, we can say, I like this, but I don't like that. From a business perspective, okay, it just seems like these businesses and these corporations. They're just jumping, jump, you know, they're jumping on while the shit's hot. You know what I'm saying? Social justice is hot right now. It's hot. And they're mm-hmm. doing whatever they got to do to to keep keep their shit afloat. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, This is interesting to me. Okay. So let's, let's get into this a little bit more. So she says that she, she's like a generation away from sharecropping, her great grandfather, grandfather, so maybe two two generations were were sharecroppers, and they, I believe, escaped from a farm in North Carolina, went down to Florida, and 
she had a friend recently or someone that she would have deemed a friend that happened to have white skin that casually dropped the N-word in conversation, didn't see a problem with it. And that inspired her to write that. Okay. That instance inspired her to go and write this. So what was interesting to me is sort of like my my take on antebellum. Sometimes I feel like I'll think of something, a reasoning for uh, some for a reasoning for someone doing something. And I think maybe my mind gives too much credit sometimes where it's not necessarily due. Have you ever I mean, I do this all the time. Somebody will say a joke. And I'll laugh a little bit harder than the people around me. And then when I'm questioned on it, I have to now explain the joke. And I have to explain why it's so funny. The person that told the joke, they're like, oh, oh, wow. That is, that is okay. I didn't even mean that. But that, that's much funnier. Yeah, I've done that with rappers. I've done that with, with people that have written rap lyrics that I personally know. I've listened to the rap bar. And I said, yo, how the hell did you come up with this triple entendre? And they're like, Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, you, 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 I mean, you know, man, it just kind of come to a nigga, you know. <laughs> but the way they responded immediately lets me know, oh, you didn't even mean to do that, right? Like, I just put that on you, right, right. And so I, I don't even know if that movie Antebellum, if that's not even what they meant anymore. I don't even know. I just maybe that's just what I did to the movie. Mm-hmm. They could have been if I told them, oh, did you guys mean to do this because of this because of the racism in our faces, and you just wanted to make the movie unbelievable because that's what's going on. They probably be like, yeah, 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 that's what, yeah, <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, you like that, don't you? With her thing, I was thinking, and I mean, it, it kind of gets that way towards the end because she says, you didn't allow me, Lord, to fall into this racism. Mm-hmm. You didn't you haven't allowed me to. So the way I'm looking at it is she wants nothing more because, again, it is labeled. And I said, let's remember this Let's pinpoint this. It's called the prayer of a weary black woman. Mm-hmm. OK, you said it before. Maybe we're just fucking tired in our DNA. So I'm looking at it from this standpoint of. I we've just been like, this toll over the years. It's it's just been too burdensome, too heavy. And this is just how I feel in the moment. I want nothing more than to hate people. I want to so badly. Just tired of being the bigger person. I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to find another way to look at it and to work around Shut it. Up. I don't want to go out like Earl and buy how to have impossible conversations. In, in Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson. I don't want to keep trying to find different ways of expanding my consciousness so that I can understand why people do what they do and build a bridge of communication and understanding that's going to bring me solace. And I don't, I'm sick of it. Y'all just keep shooting people in the streets. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Dante Wright. Yeah. Y'all just keep doing over and over and over and the record keeps spinning. Yep. I just want to hate y'all, but I can't. I can't bring myself to, even as I write these words, I still end it with, but Lord, you haven't let me fall there yet. Right. You haven't let me fall to a place where I can't get out and there's nothing but darkness and hatred, just just black and red. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't brought me there. So, so that's that's sort of, my perspective on it, if you ask me whether I think 
you know, it should just be out there for consumption at Target. Um, I it, it, it's it's difficult, kinda, yeah, kinda. Why do you say that though? I say that because, and this is gonna go into some of the other things I want to talk about today. Today is gonna kind of be like one of those deep days. Although it's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try to get you to tell a story, so it, it might be funny at a point in time because I have some questions to ask you. Okay. But <laughs> and that'll be great. But I don't think that we have to live in a world where we can't have all the discussion. I, I, I don't think that like we can put this out here. Right. Because, again, you know, I champion freedom of speech all the time, freedom of press. And I think that if someone wants to put something out there. I champion I champion people going out there. If you're going to be racist, go out there. I've said this before. Go out there so we can hear it. Because we need to understand where they're, who they are, where, where they are, right. what their mind is doing. I don't want it to just be like we just walking around and don't know that we just standing next to the people that think this way. Right. I just don't think that that helps. So we need to understand. I think that we can have the conversations. I think that people, even though can show a lot of stupidity in a lot of different ways. A lot of the time, I think that we can have the conversation, but we have to be able to have the content straightforward in our face for us to be able to even have the opportunity to have the conversation. Okay. So yeah, is this inflammatory? For sure. Is this emotionally evoking? For sure. But it's also thought provoking. It is. Definitely. It's also thought provoking. And there are many ways to dice this up. So I can I I completely understand why people would say get it out the religion section. I don't think that you should be you should this should be bolstered by Christianity. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see why people would be upset at that you're using my religion and my teachings for what seems like the wrong reasons. Like this is this is I mean, it. this wouldn't be the first time. No, 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 it wouldn't be the first time. And that's a completely other conversation that a lot of people aren't ready to have or willing to have, whatever the case may be. But you're right. It wouldn't be the first time. So that's why I say, listen, it's out there now. Let's just have the conversation about it. It's it's uh, it's it's very it's very interesting. I mean, have you ever found yourself in a position where you wanted to be a darker person? You wanted to take the darker Lane in any situation, like man, if I wasn't a better person, I'd slap the shit out your face right now. I'm, yeah, of course, cool, right? I yeah, I don't know that I can give you anything specific, but there's been plenty of times where you it, lucky my grandma raised me right. Like right. If I, I swear, <laughs> if my grandma, my parents didn't raise me to be a respectful human, I'd take every you know, ounce of the power that I have <laughs> and slap the shit out you. There's right been now. plenty of instances where I found myself just thinking like. God, I wish I wasn't so honest. If I wasn't so honest mm. all the time. Like, there's been so many situations where just honesty actually turned around and bit me in the ass. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Honesty. Now, that's not that's not necessarily, being dishonest isn't necessarily that dark ass lane that you're talking about, but I think it's, 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 it can it's get in there. the realm. You it, know what I'm and, and it can get there. It can get because there. I, we've talked about it before, there are degrees to lying. Yeah. There are degrees to it. And it can, it can get bad. It can get bad for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I mean that's that's really all, all I have on her and and, and Miss Shaniko Walker Barnes. 
Um, so I was, I watched, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched enough of this article. Yes. I mean, not article. This, uh, this, this thing on Netflix. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't, I don't know if it was a movie or a series. I didn't watch enough of it to, to, I think it was just like a like a like a little movie, like a little no more of a documentary. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, more of a documentary. I was about to say, I feel like you should know if it was a, a TV show <laughs> right. or a movie. Like, it was more of a, it was a documentary. Okay. Um, and it just it made me think about um, just kind of what's been happening in America over the last couple of years, and you might be able to just segue this into the Georgia, uh, Georgia uh, voting uh, mm. story that you want to talk about. So it was about Rwanda. Okay. You've seen Hotel Rwanda? I did. Okay. Um, and RJ, I mean, you're going to stop telling me I look like Don Cheadle, bro. Like, stop <laughs> stop, disrespect, stop disrespecting me like that. That's crazy. <laughs> like, he's, he's a cool dude, but stop. Like, stop, stop it. Stop it. I know I got a long face, but stop it. <laughs> stop. Stop. Um, so what happened there in the early 90s? It was just kind of it was like a civil war mm-hmm. between the Hutus and the Tutsis. Right, apartheid the, you would call it, correct? Apartheid, civil war. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I this, I didn't hear that okay. in what I watched. Okay. So all right, yeah, I won't confirm nor deny. It. Understood. <laughs> so there was a guy by the name of Felician Kabuga. Okay. He was a wealthy businessman. Um, who at the current time was siding with the current president who was a part of, he was a Hutu leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicia and Kabuga invested and helped build a radio station in Rwanda. This radio station came, it, 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 it built up a lot of power. It started putting out a lot of hateful rhetoric. Um, Hmm. About the Tootsies. Understood. To the point where they was on the radio broadcasting, talking about these people are animals. You should kill them. Like just all types of craziness. Like get them out of here. They don't believe in the same things we believe in. Get them out of here. Hmm. It's on record that Felicia and Kabuga invested in these Hutu militias brought hundreds of thousands of weapons, mainly machetes, into Rwanda, gave it to the Hutus, and they were just out here over like a hundred day period, they slaughtered in between 800,000 and 1 million Tutsis, uh, people from the Tutsi tribe. And like, it was, it's, it's so graphic. Like they were, Hutus were walking up and down the streets slicing Achilles tendons so you couldn't walk, uh, run away. And then when you fall down, they just chop your ass up right there in the middle of the street. They were killing, killing women, raping women, raping daughters, raping girls, just of all ages, killing the husbands, the men's, the, the brothers, just slaying people in the middle of the streets. Like there was like, I was watching it and there was just bodies, just bodies littered littered in the streets. And it really made me think about what has happened here over the last like three or four years with, you know, a lot of, you know, people that support Trump, you know, calling out 
the China flu and the Kung flu virus and all this Man. and that. And I'm just like, wow, like how many steps away from, I don't know, I'm going to say, I'm going to just say genocide. How many steps away were we from something like this happening over here in America? Because I mean, it's happened on a small were scale. Are we or are, are we? we? Are we? Are we? Are we? It's it's already happening on a small scale. People being murdered for their beliefs um, or just, just, just being black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, or... Did it kung fu virus is a real thing? People say that. Yeah, kung the kung flu. The the kung oh flu. Oh my god! Yes, people are really out here saying that. And and I mean, why do you, all this all this Asian I, hate I, I, that's I happening know, right now? I know, but see, I I you know, this this is why I, this is why I strive so hard to continue to to expand my mind, expand my consciousness even though sometimes I feel like that disconnects me sometimes because I can't even, one, I think racism is just, it's like hilariously stupid. I can't even, I can't even, it's hard for me to even understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I, I understand it's hard for me to bring myself to that base vile way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And, when I hear, you know, these people going to jail, there was a black woman up in, I believe it was New York, that just got arrested for a bunch of crazy racial slurs to a Chinese person. But mm-hmm. that I believe that person was an off-duty police officer. They didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So then they're just like, oh, well, yo, ass going to jail now. <laughs> but they were, she was screaming stuff like, oh, are you Chinese motherfucker? You brought Corona over here. Yeah. And what I... Wh- there are certain, there are levels to things and there's levels to racism and it, it's a very dicey conversation to have. It, it's it's an intricate one to have. But when I think about that sort of racism, when people say they don't, they just, people just hate black people, you know, it just, I don't really be knowing a lot of times like why. I just, I don't know if it's just something instilled in the hate from, the, from their parents or they're just like, <laughs> the black people just, it's just something about the dirty skin. They just like to they just like to steal shit and shoot people and mm-hmm. dance on cars and twerk and mm-hmm. I don't like it again, it's not really based on too much. It's not really substantive evidence that these people, black people, are just these nasty base monkeys mm-hmm. that just don't that don't know shit from shit. Mm-hmm. They don't understand anything, right? They're just these primates. I, I I don't under I don't really get that. But I think a lot of time it's just I don't know why I hate black people. They'll just come up with some sort of stuff. They'll confabulate, like I told you before. Right. They'll just come up with things, and they don't really have a true answer for things. They might have got they might have got jumped by two black guys once, and right? Just, An- anecdotal, you know anecdotal, and again for for Shanika, you know, Doctor Shanika Walker Barnes. For my father, who, when he moved to Nashville, Tennessee, I believe, the very first night had a cross burned in his front yard. There are these anecdotal things. And so you understand where people are pulling their experiences from and where they're pulling hatred and their understanding of things from and how the hatred and the understanding conflate. Right. Like you, you understand these things. So you have to try to take that into account when you're having conversations with people, when you're under when you're getting to know them. But when you what's scary to me is when you are just walking down the street and you look at someone of Asian descent, you don't, 
we don't have a keen eye of knowing where these people came from. Yeah. Even and even if they were Chinese, you know that they did not bring right. the coronavirus and kill off whoever maybe had been hurting your family or right. you know brought the quarantine to America. You know that they didn't do it, but for you to Shit, say some of them might not even may not may have, have never, never even been, been to China, have never even been. <laughs> right, they grew up just like you did. Right, and and, and again. You don't have a keen eye knowing if this person is Korean, Japanese, whatever. You don't even sure know. You, 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 yeah, people don't even know. But so that's what's scary for me is you're just looking at. You just need to get some hate out. That it's it's. But what seems to me to be the case is it's it's more confusion than anything else. Mm -hmm. You don't know, and ignorance breeds hatred. Mm -hmm. If you don't know and also something, more ignorance and more ignorance, you don't know. Yeah, because if God forbid she got children at the house that she's raising, God forbid she got children at the the woman, the anybody that's running around here committing these acts. Yeah, God forbid they got children, but guess what? They all got children. Yep. So you're right. It is breeding more ignorance, but that's just scary because it it's based on nothing. Yeah, it makes no sense at <clears throat> all. It's that's that's scary. <clears throat> but continue, because I cut you off. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a hundred days of genocide where eight hundred thousand to a million people were slaughtered in the streets of Rwanda simply because of a fight for power. Because this all started in like the fifties and sixties. Um, the Hutus are the majority, mm -hmm. and the Tutsis were the minority. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that that part of Africa was controlled by uh, God. Uh, uh, it, some some country in Europe starts mm -hmm. with a B. I can't think of it. It's not the British. Mm -hmm. It's someone else. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot. I'm sorry. But apparently, the people that were in control of that land saw the Tutsis as more superior, even though they were the minorities. They saw yeah. them as more superior mm -hmm. and invested more into them. The Hutus didn't like that. Mm. So a lot of this has been going on since like the 50s and 60s leading up to the actual genocide that yeah. happened. Understood. Um, but it wasn't until like, I think this happened in like 94. Um, it wasn't until 94 that I guess, you know, Kabuga invested in this into this uh, this radio station and just blatantly started just started this this fucking civil war for real. Yeah. Um, got it really popping off. He's got people on the radio talking about kill these people. They're animals. They're beneath us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. And God forbid we didn't have, you know, the fucking FCC in this country. Mm -hmm. Like, shit like that could go down for real. Like, because people are already on the but, airwaves. But, but the funny what? thing is, is, it may not. We may not be talking about the radio in this instance. But yeah. But I just read to you out of that book. <clears throat> the the steering of of our 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 will of our beliefs our psyche mm -hmm. by algorithms mm -hmm. in that these these social media platforms don't give a shit and we're in a misinformation age. Mm -hmm where people are taking information and run with it. And we know now that false information spreads six times quicker than the true information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's always more provocative. Because it's salacious, exactly. Yeah. It's provocative. So it just, it just hits quicker. Yeah. And so in a way, 
that's happening. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just in, in, in a different way, I guess. Yeah. It's not as gruesome and just straight to the fucking point. Like, kill these niggas and get them out of here. Yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah, being said somewhere, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah, not going to get right, that yeah, on yeah. your local radio station. Yes, yes, yes. You know what no, I'm saying? No, 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 no. Um, but to end this little segment, uh, Felician Kabuga went on the run. He was one of the world's most sought after villains or whatever you want to call them. Um, and it wasn't, and remember I said this happened in 94. Yeah. It wasn't until last May that they caught up with this nigga. He was on the run for 25 years. Ooh. And they caught his ass last year at the age of 84. And he's being charged with seven counts of genocide. Oh my. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ooh. They threw the book at this boy. Right. They threw the book at my man. Yeah. He was, he, he, I think they said he was he was staying in like the Congo at one point in Switzerland in Fr- they caught up to him in Paris, um, but he was in France. He was in a few other places. Seven count. Listen, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but seven counts of genocide seem like you, once you go to hell, you you, you in prison there too <laughs> for a, while, a long time. Yeah. She, oh my god. Yep. But um, I just when I when I was when I was uh when I was watching the documentary and I was just thinking I was like wow see what hateful rhetoric. baseless rhetoric can do yeah you know what I'm saying absolutely but t- that's why I'm out here trying to figure out ways to have conversation with people because <laughs> you understand people are people are fed up people are done and and that's and that's the polarization that is the utility of the polarization that's the whole. That that's the whole force behind it. That's the whole function of it. Is let's go ahead and split these these people up, and listen, they'll they're gonna stop wanting to hear what other people have to say, and then they're just gonna be stuck in these echo chambers, and hate is gonna continue to build in these echo chambers. Right. And then once people get released, that's why I told you that for the next I don't know however many years we're gonna be seeing. Just wild shit. Because yeah. people been in the house with their echo chambers, watching what they want to watch, listen yeah. what they want to listen to, talking to people they want to talk to. And they're not dealing with nothing else outside of that because everyone else is crazy. Yeah, Everyone else is crazy. Not them and their people, but every single other person that has any opposing views is out of their mind. And right. how could they be looking at things this way? Where are they getting their information from? Because my information says this, and my information is the correct information. Yeah, it's just, but no one's thinking for themselves. It's very, it's, it's, Dog, it's scary. As a kid, I like, I could never really grasp why you know my parents or my grandparents were always just so focused on the news and politics mm-hmm. and things like that. But as an adult now, politics is so scary. It's mm-hmm. really a scary place. Mm. It's just a fight for power between one, two, maybe three sides. Mm. And it can really take, like just depending on who's in power, it can really take that place or that country or whatever to a real dark age. And it's it's really, it's really crazy. Well, what's interesting is we just live in a terrifying world, honestly. Yeah. Like the, yeah. But, but, but that's the thing. People yeah. don't, our brains aren't even necessarily meant to try to hold on to all the things we there's too much to learn about yeah there's too much to know about we can't we can't think about it all there have been times where military has been messing around with nuclear weapons and almost blown america up (laughs) and people don't know about that but that's an issue yeah that is that's an issue 
But 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 even as I that say, wasn't front page. But even as I say that, people are more worried about how many likes they're about to get on their recent post on Instagram, or what you know what position they hold in their company or whatever the case may be. They don't have like they they can't even be able to conceptualize what to truly take to take arms up to take up arms with right because it's just too much information there's too much to try to cipher through and which we got climate going crazy like people don't know there's just too much there's just too much people being shot people not caring uh people littered on the street we got there was i believe in tennessee i think it was there's this performing arts school that just got shot up yesterday. Yeah. Like, I think one person died, police officer died, yeah. like four people wounded. And at that same school, there have been four deaths since the new year. And they and don't know if it's related to this one or not, but- I I forgot whether if it, it was like- It's like a high school. Well, I forgot whether it was a governor or something, whoever the governor or whatever of, of uh, what'd you say, Tennessee? Yes. Um. He signed in like this new open carry law, like just, I want to say days or a week or something before that shit even happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In Minneapolis, y'all going through it. Yeah. Minneapolis. Listen, for all of y'all that are just out there, just not dealing with any of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, y'all got it rough right now. And what's, what's scarier is everything. It seems sort of like the, the election. No matter which way things go, it just I just don't see how it goes on amicably. Mm-hmm. This Chauvin trial yeah. goes left or it goes right. Yeah. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it goes left or it goes right, it's going down. I know that. <laughs> it's I don't see, I don't see mm-hmm. people holding hands and skin frolicking through the flowers after this. No. Nah. No matter which way. So Absolutely. No, nah, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot, but that's why I push, that's why we push positivity and mindfulness and meditation and, and trying to find new ways. Because you need that. You need that. Yeah. <laughs> People need so, to find some way to find gotta, peace a, in their life. find a safe space. You got to yeah. find a safe space. Mentally. And, and that's what's crazy because, and that's that's why I say if for it, it kind of, and mind boggles me for people that don't have those practices, whatever it is. You know, I, I meditate, I read, I do the podcast, which is therapy for me. I talk to people who are close to me, which is therapy for me. I do yoga, which is therapy and meditative for me. I have these outlets. I figured out what it is I got to do for me to be okay. Right. But for people that haven't figured it out for themselves, oh my God. Yeah. So you telling me that all you have is this external world and all this wildness that's going on out here, which... Which then in turn finds its way inside your internal, and then that's all you got. That's all you got. That's all you got. Eternally, mm-hmm. that's all you got. Oh my gosh, it's just chaos inside and out. Oh my gosh. Oh that's a, that's my. A tough spot. It's a tough spot. That's it's a tough, a tough spot. Oh my gosh. That's 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 really <clears throat> that's really tough. Um. All right, man. Should we do? Should should we have a little bit of fun? Now, or should we get uh, straight into the voting laws? This has been a little... Sure, we can have some fun. Okay. All right, man, listen. This is going to be at your expense. I'm going to need you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I have... Here's the thing. 
You told Mikey and I a story the other day. Oh, shit. Or you or you refreshed me on a story. <laughs> but the thing is, I completely forgot. It was one of those suppressed memories. I completely mm-hmm. forgot about it. And once you said it, there were two questions I had that were not brought up in the conversation. One, because the way you told it, was it was through text message. So it was just real light. You were just, again, re- refreshing it. That I have to ask and are going to shed a lot of light on this. I think it's a teachable moment for men that are like the way you were in this story. Mm-hmm. It's a teachable moment for the women that are like the woman that is the star of this story. And for the niggas that were the, the nigga stars <laughs> right, in the in this story. And there's 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 just things to talk about in this. And and I I, I would like you I would like you to do this, and I'm and I'm just gonna press you by saying that I've I've talked about dogs licking my asshole on this podcast, so I would I would just like for you to give this one self-deprecating story, but I think this, we can have this a good story. I about told it. this I told this fucking story in the chat, and this nigga just had to have I, ha- I had to have had it. I had to have, had have it. To have, yeah, because this isn't a normal story, really. This <clears throat> okay, this happens. This is a part of the game. Yeah, this does happen. But people don't ever tell the story when it happens. And I would like for you to tell the story. All right. Um, yeah, because this is going to sound like some shit straight off of a, a fucking TV show. This is, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. So I used to talk to this girl. Um, we're going to call her Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, sir. And boy, were they Dunkin' Nay Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... I don't, I don't, all right, just go ahead and tell the story. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, do that. Okay. Do that. So I went out to a local spot um, in the Northern Virginia area that I used to, I ain't going to say go to a lot, but it was, you know, just a spot that I used to go to. Um, I was easily fresh out of a, a long-term relationship with uh, with my son's mother. And I had been with my son's mother since I was like 18 to the probably like like 17 to like 22. Okay, so that's when this happened. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that too. Yeah, okay. I was fresh out of a long-term relationship with my son's mother and I was I was out here. Like I was out here <laughs> doing a lot, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of in a moment where I was just, you know what I'm saying, just kind of s- cycling through women. Um, just kind of, yeah, just kind of cycling through women, um, and just kind of just as one does when they get out out of a relationship they've been in for many years. Um, but there was this one, there was there was this girl that I was kind of talking to that I was, I guess you, I don't know, you can kind of say I was somewhat exclusive with, or I thought I was going to be. Um, so we go out to this spot. Uh, we we hadn't really secured. The fact that like, hey, we're in a relationship. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. Um, so we go to this spot and we're, we're having a great time. You know, it that that's all good. As we're leaving, a lot of a lot of drinks involved. Probably a lot of drinks. A lot, a lot of dancing. I assume. Yeah, some yeah, grinding. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. any maybe kissing. T- like I don't remember. Don't don't remember yeah. if there was like that intimate of no, I don't a physical interaction outdoors. Yeah, I don't public. I don't yeah, I don't remember. Okay. That. Okay. All right. Um so at one point I'm not seeing this girl who I came here with. 
Okay. And that's whatever. Like, I have her number. I'll find her. That's not a problem for me. So I leave out of the spot. We drove her car. Her, she had a, like a truck. Drove her car up there. We, it was me, her, and <laughs> another friend of hers. Okay. Whom I ended up at another point having relations with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that makes this even funnier. Um, yeah, because there was a point in my life where, like, I was just kind of getting, I ain't going to say tossed around. But, <laughs> but I, I ended up just having sexual relations with three women who were in the same friend group. Um, yes. Crazy time in my life. Crazy time in my yes, life. Yes, indeed. Um, indeed. So, and, and it wasn't like, it wasn't on some me trying to do it shit. Yeah. They all knew that it yeah. happened. Right, so, right, 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 right. <laughs> crazy time. But anyways, I, I, I don't see this girl that I'm that I'm talking to. I'm wondering where she's at. Uh, so I go outside. I'm kind of looking around for her. It's time to go. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm like, hey, you know, we need to get up out of here. I find her along with her friend that was there. Okay. And the, it was, it's them two and probably at like six other niggas. <laughs> I go over there. Oh, boy. I go over there. Here we go. Strap in. <laughs> I go over there, and I'm just like, hey, like, yo, let's let's get out of here. She's, like, kind of, like, backed up against the car. Mm. This guy is kind of, like, you know, oh. touching her. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. Um, no, no, she knows this guy. Yes. Because it's a guy she's talked to previously. Okay, 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 okay. She okay. knows this, so it's not some random See, that's why shit. I wanted this to happen again. Okay, a lot yeah. more context now. Okay, yeah, okay. she knows this guy. Okay. They used to talk. And, you know, we're, everybody's been drinking, whatever. And so I'm like, yo, like, it was like, yo, it's time to get out of here. It wasn't the guy that she used to talk to, but it was this other guy. Right. Um, I know his face. I totally forgot his name. Right. This nigga comes like out. Like we here. would say it anyway on here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this nigga played the shit out of me. He yells out, nah, she with us now. <laughs> and see, man, see. it's just like, what do you say to that? <laughs> what do you say to that? What? Yeah, I mean, if you're actually no, that's a rhetorical question because there's nothing to say to that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not vying for her attention at that point in right. time. I'm not trying to, I'm not no. playing tug of war with y'all, right? Over Dunkin' Donuts, right? I'm out. So <laughs> he says that, and at that point, I either have to choose to say something back and and, and fight six and people. potentially get jumped by six people, right? Or like Mikey says, a lot of hands and feet. Yes, a lot of hands and feet. <laughs> or I take the L and I walk away, mm-hmm. which is what I did. So, like I said, we drove up there in her car. Indeed. So I hopped in her car because I had the keys and I left. Oh, okay. See, this is getting a little better. See? For me? Yes. <laughs> this gets a little better. Okay, continue. I hopped in her car and I left. As I'm driving, I get a phone call from her friend yes. that was also there. Yeah. I'm not any more than like five or 10 minutes away. And she's like, because her friend drove herself up there. Right. 
her friend lets me know that her and Dunkin' Donuts are in her car and they're headed back to her place. Okay. So whatever you think happened probably didn't unless it happened in three minutes in the parking lot in, 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 in an open parking lot. Okay. Um, so continue. I get back to her crib because it's her car and my car is at her house. Yeah. I go inside and I'm just kind of waiting in there in the crib. They get there. How long did it take for them to get there? Um, I mean, it was a drive from Centerville, so it was probably. Oh, like, so they get there roughly they, not after too you. much longer after me. Okay, yeah, not too much longer after me. Um, they come inside. You know, slight argument ensues because I'm just like, what the fuck at this point, right? And that was an important part to this. Okay, yeah. Um, but I end up staying there. And having sex with this girl because it's a, it's I, it's still a drunk night and we just came from a spot. And I guess that's just what I wanted to do, bro. <laughs> this. OK, Keon, this story is not nearly as bad as it sounded before. <laughs> Let me tell you how how it came off to me. OK, you go to a place with a jig that you have built rapport with Mm -hmm. through some time. Mm -hmm. And even if you guys are not together, she knows we're here together. We came here together. We don't have to throw a label on it, but we leaving here together. Right. Or if we not leaving here together, I'm at least not leaving with six other dudes that just hollered at me in a parking lot. Right. Okay. She ends up getting talked to by some random guys, by the way. People she did not know. They're just like, hey, Ma, let me talk to you real quick. Yeah, leave that nigga. Yeah, come over here real quick. She walks over there, talks to him. They yell out to you. Yeah, you can go ahead and go now. Yeah, we we got her now. Go ahead. Get on your way, buddy. You get in your car, leave, go home, and then hours later, she gives you a call and she's like, hey, you still trying to meet up? And you're like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And then y'all meet up after she got her head not clean off for over an hour by six dudes dunking they nuts in her. Whoa. And then you guys have sex. No. That was the L I no. thought you took. I was like, Kill no. Yes. I was like, Kill, why? I was even. I was like, I understand you don't like confrontation and whatever the case may be. Like, and you're and you're an even killed, <laughs> and you were even killed, dude. But I was like, damn, like you really went through with that? Like you you really put your mouth on her mouth after they put their nuts on her mouth? Like that's really how it went down? No, this is a completely different. This isn't okay. This is fine. That's not even. In L, uh, no, it's there's an L in there to be taken. There's an L in there. There's an L because these, but it's because because okay. There's an L because a guy talked to you in a way that you didn't necessarily appreciate it. You didn't appreciate being spoken to that way, mm-hmm. and you walked off. Mm-hmm. And from the outside view, clearly, it seemed as though. You got somebody swept up off your arm with the ease no. <laughs> by six people, and they had their work with her. And it be, 
because you want to know what one of my questions was going to be? What? It was going to be, how'd you meet up with her? Did you go pick her up from the dude's house? Or did she, or did they drop her off later on, bro? You're wilding. You damn right. But, but but that's why I thought you were wilding. I'm like, what is going on here? Look, I was like 23, 24, and I definitely was a a, okay. a lot less mature and oh more of a dumbass nigga than I am gracious. now. But if the, if I would have walked out the spot with her and they took her from me <laughs> and then had their way with her. For hours, and then I and then we meet back up. Get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here, bro. Get me. That's why here. I was like, bro, this is insane. This is not normal. This is. We have to have a conversation yeah, that's, about. That's not what happened. We have to have a conversation about <laughs> how long you guys have been speaking prior to this, because I need to know just the sort of rapport and relationship you guys had going into this. And how long you guys continued to talk after this? Because I knew you for clearly, ever, I mean, for a long time, and I knew her after that experience. So I'm thinking, if y'all went through that, why the fuck did I know her? Why did I get a chance to know that she still exists in your world if y'all went through that? That was going to be my next question. Why did you have her stick around? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thought she was over here doing a pie with a chump ass. Oh nigga, huh? my god! <laughs> I'm like, no, Keon. <laughs> Thought she was, was doing the pie with a bitch I ass was nigga. Like, you didn't do this. Like, I'm like, I gotta try to figure out what was going on in your mind at that time, if you can remember. Nah. that would have led you to do that. Nah, that's that's okay. that's not. That's not how it went down. Okay. I feel much better now. You was about to quit the pot? No, I, I mean, I wasn't going to quit the pot. We were just going to have an honest conversation. <laughs> we were just going we were just going to figure out because then I was It wouldn't gonna... matter that it was like 6 years ago? No. Like at this point, it okay. doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter what time this happened. We gotta, we gotta at least try to, we gotta at least try to go back in time and prick and pick the brain of that younger version of yourself, so that if anybody's going through anything like that today, we can we can try to help them out. Oh my! This nigga tried to give me a little therapy on here. Oh my! Nah, God. no, it didn't. It didn't happen like that. Um, okay, this it did is not much like that. This is much better. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, that's that's all that's that's all I had on that. That's all I had on that. Um, <laughs> this nigga said, "I can't believe this hasn't come up on the podcast." Yeah, I was like, "What is how? What are you talking about?" Oh my goodness! Nah. I was like, I've seen, I've heard some some ridiculous stories of of women being taken, like for instance, me at 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 that bar mm -hmm. when I drove up there, and the guy and the girl were having the conversation you know, maybe 10 yards away from me of, are you really about to get in the car and, and go off with this dude in the middle of the night and you're telling me that he's just taking you home because you don't want to wait an hour and a half for me to get off of work so I can do it? Like, you really, even though I heard that y'all had stuff in the past, you really you really about to do it? She's just yeah. like, she was like, no, he's just going to take me home. It's not a big you deal. You need to talk to that nigga. And then I, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then for me to take her back to my place, <sighs> do what happened. And then, and then I take her back to the place, to the bar. 
Uh, you was over here thinking like these niggas like dropped her off at back at. I, like, but that was my question. I was like, okay, did you get up out of your house hours later? And go get her. And go get her. Nigga, fight me right now. I was like, fight me. I, I, nigga, I if, was like, bro, no. Nigga. I was. I was like, did he get up and put more effort into going to see her and be with her? Got and up, put on my clothes, and put went on your to, clothes. Went to go get her from another nigga's house in the middle of the night. Right, and then as she's walking out the house, you see the dude maybe slap her on the ass something like that. She come get in your car. Oh hey, Kian. Because I wanted to know what the conversation was like when she got back in the car. Like, oh hey, what's going on, Earl? If you, if, Bro, if I, I just, I know. Bro, that's why my mind was exploding because I didn't quite know. Or did was she like, "Hey, can I come over?" And you were like, "That's fine. Like, I ain't gonna come get you. Like, you was gonna try to pull that move. Like, you can come through. I ain't gonna come get you." And then she came and drove over with the guys, and the guys let her out the car. And then you were <laughs> just the way you're looking at me. But that's what I'm saying. I said like, either way, it's crazy. But you going and getting her was more crazy. But that's why I see. But listen. But listen. But listen. Cause you, cause you mad at me. But look, this is why I asked you the question. Because had I not brought this up today, guess what? That's what you would. Yep. That's just what you. That's what I would have had in my mind about you until this may, maybe came I'm up glad, in another six years. I'm glad from now. that you asked me. Yes. Yes. Because you would have, you would have been thinking real crazy. Oh me. my gosh. Oh my gosh. There's just these waves of. Waves of relief hitting me right now that that never happened to you. Yeah. I'm so I, Hell I'm, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just Hell no. the way you because again I completely yeah, forgot no about context. the story. There was no I completely context. forgot about the story. I just had little fragments of it, like the fact that you this did happen at a point in time, and then you came and put a couple little text messages like, "Oh yeah, I remember that time I took the L at that place. Yeah, like they just you know took off with or whatever, and then we met up later on. So without any of these details in between, I'm just like, bruh. She what? with us now. Yeah, exactly. So what you going to do? Once someone says that and you tell me you leave <laughs> and then you meet up with her later, you didn't say 20 minutes later. You know, once you meet up with her later, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. like they, 4 a.m.? Yeah, I'm thinking it was. Oh, Because, you know, that spot didn't let out to about 2 so yeah, I'm thinking this you, had to be like five a.m. in your bed. Nigga might have woke me up out of you my got, sleep. You got your pajamas on. You sleep, and she's just like, "Yeah, I still want to come through." And you're like, "All right, like I guess I could do it." You know, I was, yeah, I'm yeah. That was crazy. Woo, okay, but we should Hell move on. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all, right. <laughs> all right, we should move on from that now. We done okay. with that. Okay, <laughs> let's get into these voting rights, man. <laughs> let's get these voting rights because this because this is this is this is crazy. Um. When this information was brought to me, I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, because it was brought to me. <laughs> and what what I just hear is, it's the new Jim Crow. They're taking away our our rights. They're taking away our our right to speak, our voices. They're trying to do whatever it is they can. And if these laws go through that the GOP grand old party, that just lets you know the GOP is trying to implement because these are not laws that are in place right now. Right. These are laws that they're trying to get past, right? Mm-hmm. That if they get through, it's, it's taken away everything from, from all these voters that you, Stacey Abrams just was able to get out in this previous election. Well, it just it makes it harder. 
makes you have to jump through a lot of hoops. And that's really the point that we're going to get yeah. into. Yeah. Because what I'm thinking is, this is clearly... Okay, let's start with this. They say, because when, when the people that brought it to me, they just said, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do that, they're trying to do... And I'm just like, well, what do they say they're trying to, to do? RJ? No, no, no. This is my dad. Okay. <laughs> you know, and so... He said, they're trying to do this, that, and the third. And where I come from, again, in conversation and understanding is, okay, I understand how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I know why you feel what you feel. Can you, for one second, tell me why they say they're doing it? <laughs> I just want to know what they say, not what you say right now mm -hmm. in your beliefs. Okay, I, I don't, because every time something happens that isn't, Black power, you get a montage of, of crosses burning in your front yard. I, I like, I, dad, I get that. <laughs> Let me know what they say. And then it's okay. They're trying to mitigate voting fraud. And this is their way of doing it. Now, baseless. Huh? Baseless. Now, now what, what is baseless? Well, just the, the, the voting fraud, just the, this now, happened, now, now, happened. now, now, I don't, now, okay, now this is when, this is when people hate me, right? Okay. I don't think that the idea and the practice of voting fraud is impossible to no, understand no. or to do. Do I think that there was probably some voter fraud with all the mail-in ballots that has never happened in history mm. in this prior election? Yes. No, I people I gonna can, hate I me. Get that. Yes, I do. Do I think it's nearly enough? To have overturned the election. Hell no. Right, right. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. Um, but again, I, I listen, I wasn't in there counting the votes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on in there. But no, I don't I don't I don't think that it was enough. From the numbers that they've put up with provisional ballots, I don't know if you know what that is. So you're going in one spot. It's not the place not you're the supposed right to be in, yeah. but you do it. I don't know if people are trying to go to the spot they're supposed to afterwards, doing another's not having IDs, filling in people's names, sending them in. Mm. I, I don't know how people are trying to go around it. Mm -hmm. What I do know is that if if there is fraud, that it probably is through the mail-in and it's not in person because mm -hmm. that's virtually impossible. Right. And so a lot of the in-person stuff that they're trying to do don't make any sense. Right. Right. So do I say they're <clears throat> trying to stop the the black and brown vote? Clearly, yeah. Oh, y'all, the niggas are trying to do whatever they can to get the niggas out of the booth, bro. It's a definition of a sore loser. Now, 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 what I will say, even uh, about that, is because again, I like this bottle for the grip, but I don't like the orange cap. Right? Mm -hmm. What What I will say is, do I think they're trying to do that? Yeah. Do I think we can overcome this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Even if for some reason, now we shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. Let me pre preface it with that. But if they pass this under the guise of we're trying to mitigate voter fraud, we, I think we can get through this. And I understand what they're doing because you ever just try to get to certain information. I was trying to get this, this information and it was a little difficult. And I was like, golly, like I'm just trying to figure out exactly what the law does. Like, just tell me those things. So I decided, just give me the exact things. I don't want to hear people's perspectives on it, 
whether the corporation should be taking their companies from the, I don't care about any of that. Just te- give me the law. Give me the bill. Just give me the damn bill. Like that's all. Like I don't. I just want to think for myself. This nigga want all a hundred pages of it. Yeah, I don't give a damn about what people think. But I just want to know. I just want. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, okay. So let's see here. Now th- this is all. This is. It, it gets pretty interesting. Um, where it? Where is the stuff? Did you? Did you? You read up about this a little bit? Yeah. Okay. The ID thing is interesting. Um. It is interesting, and some people might hate me for this, Okay, but I just- what we're here to do, baby. I just think that this day and age, like, just get an ID. Okay. Get an ID. Okay. Like, I don't think, I don't think that, like, everyone should probably have some form of identification on them. You know what I'm saying? So let me read this for you real quick. ID is now required not just for in-person voting, but also in for mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. Previously in Georgia, a form of identification was required for voting in person, but not for voting absentee by mail. The new law requires those requesting and returning ballots by mail to also submit a driver's license number or state ID. Mm-hmm. State ID number. If the voter does not have one, he or she can submit a photocopy of a different form of identification. Mm-hmm. The country registrar's offices or the Georgia Department of Driver Services can issue free state ID cards. Mm-hmm. When a voter returns an absentee ballot, he or she can provide the last four digits of their social security number in place of an ID number. Mm-hmm. So when I so when someone just tells me, oh, you know, they're, now we got to have IDs. They're trying to d- 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 making it harder. I'm like, OK. OK. You're right. They are. It is a it is a tick harder now. Mm-hmm. But there are also other things that you can do if you don't have one. And you can get one. Yeah. You can go out and get an ID. Mm-hmm. And then I had to start doing research. I'm like, why does this affect black and brown people so much? Because I guess I maybe I come from a place of privilege. I'm thinking, why don't black and brown people have IDs? Why does this hit us so hard? Mm-hmm. So then I did that fucking research. Well, it seems to be the case that, and I mean, this doesn't really necessarily come as a surprise, but black and brown people are more prone to being less well off. Right. Right. Meaning that they don't necessarily have, they don't have ID. Mm-hmm. Because why would you need a driver's license if you're not going to be driving a car? True. Okay. So. True. So 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 that's interesting. So you so you don't so you don't have a car. You don't have an idea to go along with it. Yeah. Another thing is revocation suspension. We know somebody that just got their license back right. after not having it for like six. How long did he not have his ID? <laughs> Six, seven, six, seven years. Shit. He didn't have his ID for a very long time. Yeah. So that's that's a big that's that's a thing too. People are having a suspended uh revocation, I believe, in Virginia, they're taking that law away. So in in July 1st, I believe it is, <clears throat> if you've had your license suspended or revoked for for not for anything, but it, I believe it's for charges, mm-hmm. right? For not paying charges, for you know, parking tickets and things like that. 
then they they won't suspend it. Mm-hmm. Or at least that won't stop you from voting. It's something it's something along the lines of that. But yeah, I just I needed to know why exactly that hit black and brown people so hard, but I I guess that's the that's the reason, but yeah. You know, people are just taking buses and and yeah. and subways, other transit. They're like I don't need a driver's I don't need a driver's right. license. Right. Right. So true. so that's that's interesting. Uh but again, something that can be overcome. That's true. Because it seems like they are giving a few different ways. I mean, do you know the last four digits of your social? Yeah, it seems like the vote, the uh, the state IDs are free to get. Right. So I mean, there's ways around that. Absolutely. Uh, the new but rules. But what's funny though is that because I've been this way before, mm-hmm. something like that might be just enough for someone to be like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." That's very true. And so, and so, the conversation at that point comes. Is it more so their doing or our doing mm-hmm. that if 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 putting someone in into presidency as as important as people say that it is, mm-hmm. then do you think that that should be enough to discourage you? No, it shouldn't. And that's OK to say you don't hate black people because <laughs> you say that shouldn't be enough to discourage you. From doing what you got to do to get your voice heard. No, no. I mean, it, if you're if you want to vote and you don't have an ID and you need an ID to do that, I think you should get an ID. You should figure that out. Okay, here's another one. Food and drink distribution to voters in line by non-poll workers is banned, but self-service water stands are allowed. This was another interesting one because mm-hmm. all I heard at first was they're taking away water, they're making it illegal, they ain't gonna give people water. Black people ain't gonna sit out there in in the heat and just wait. Mm-hmm. Here, so this is another thing I I don't like I truly don't like that people even black people underestimate black people mm-hmm. I don't I don't like this narrative I don't like this narrative of it you just throw a couple of these things out there black people ain't gonna want to do it because they dumb and they lazy and they don't know how to assess their priorities so just take away their water and make them have an ID, and then we ain't going to have no more black votes. I don't like that narrative. Mm-hmm. We should be stronger than that. I think we are stronger than that. Oh, yeah. And so, and on top of that, they say, again, that they're doing it because it could be it could be campaigning. Having certain people out there giving you water and food and, being, and having some stickers on there and being like, hey, man, you know what they're doing there. So what they think they're going to change your voting mind right there in line? That's what they, they that's what they're saying. Yeah, and a bottle of pretty water. Pretty stupid, but that's what they're saying. And yeah, that's what they're saying. But on top of that, they're not necessarily taking it away. The poll workers are allowed to have self-serving water stands. Allowed or required? Allowed. Should be a requirement. If, if- I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, you can say that that it should be a requirement, but now you're talking about the poll workers. What now? You're not necessarily even talking about the administration that's putting these laws in. Now your problem was with the poll workers. Why don't y'all have some water out here? It's 110 degrees outside. Can I have some water? Mm. It's water. You don't got to go out and buy it. Like it's not that difficult. Like just get, give me some water. So that's not that's not even the GOP's problem. Mm. We having a problem with the individual poll workers, whoever whoever is working this, have the wherewithal to have some water for human beings standing out in hundred degree weather, mm-hmm. right? So that's another thing, and it, and it's again something that can be taken care of. Uh, I mean, now there are a bunch of they're like like a few things that this changes, like nine things. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> go through all of them, just some of the 
the ones that are more prevalent, the ones that people are talking about. Um, the ballot boxes? The ballot boxes. That's what we're about to talk about. So while no excuse absentee voting has been in place in Georgia since 2005, the state didn't authorize the use of secure drop boxes as a way to return ballots until the 2020 election. As a response to the pandemic, the new law mandates at least one drop box per county, but restricts where they may be placed and when they may be accessed. Mm-hmm. They must be located inside the clerk's office or inside a voting location are only going to be accessible during early voting hours and then close when the early voting period ends. This is a departure from the 2020 elections when the drop boxes were available 24-7. That is a huge difference. Yeah. And there can only be one drop box for every 100,000 voters in a county. The timeline for requesting and returning ballots has also shortened under the new law. Previously, voters could request a ballot 180 days out from an election. Now they can request them 78 days before an election. Ballot applications must be received by the clerk no later than 11 days prior to the election, earlier than the previous deadline. State government officials will not be able to send unsolicited ballot request forms to voters. Only voters who request an absentee ballot will receive them. Third parties can still send out ballot request forms, but the front of those forms must be marked. This is not an official government publication and was not provided to you by any government entity. And this is not a ballot. Uh, Again, some small things in there, like they're not going to just send it to you if you didn't ask for it. Mm -hmm. Ask for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, This whole, it can only be accessible during the early voting hours and not 24-7. That's kind of some bullshit. Yeah. You know, because you just dealing with people in different times. And again, right. if they don't have necessarily the access to the vehicles and right. stuff like that that we just touched on, then they can't just be getting out and about 24-7 if there's only one every county. Now I got to go find that. And I it's, well, it, it know, is difficult. They were trying to eliminate voting on Sunday altogether. And I okay, and that, that and, and, and that is in the significance of that is what? Well, um, a lot of black people, they do this thing called souls to the polls where they leave church as a church group and they go up and they vote on Sundays. They were trying Mm -hmm. to eliminate voting on Sundays altogether. Yes. Which is just like, why not Sunday when a lot of people aren't working? You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Like it'd be it'd be different if you did that on a Wednesday, Mm -hmm. you know, but on the weekend when a lot of people are going to go out to vote because they're not working their nine to fives. Mm -hmm. But luckily, that part of it didn't make it into the bill. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I couldn't understand exactly. Yeah. What what the fuck that was about. I I don't know. I mean, it was it was a reach. Yeah. It was a reach. And someone had the wherewithal and the mindset to be like, okay, yeah. All right. Now, Brian Kemp. Right. (laughs) Relax. My whole point on this is, is this a bunch of bullshit? One thousand percent. Can people overcome it? Yes. One ten thousand percent. We have we because because now you can go and you can read, you can do your research on what it is they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So you can be proactive about what it is you need to do. Yep. You got time. You got time to go and make sure that these things are put in place yep. you so your not, voice can you, be heard. You might not have an ID, but I know you got a cell phone with some internet on it. But look look this shit up and figure out a way. Figure out a way around it. Yeah, so so that's that's and, that, and, that, and that's and then, and I'm not like saying that to bash anyone, but I'm just saying that because it's something that really needs to be done. Yeah, you know we don't we don't live in an ideal world where everything's just going to be and come on and to stop like 
we know that things are going to come at us time and time again that are just going to make things harder and harder for us to do certain things. Mm -hmm. We create around it. We think around it. We figure a way out. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So we're going to figure the fuck out. But I just I just don't like the well, we can't have this conversation. We can't like we shouldn't even have to just go through it. You're right. We we shouldn't have to. But we shouldn't have to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Certain things you just got to do. Certain things you just have to figure out. And and so when I was saying when I spoke on that narrative of black people not being or this <clears throat> this proposed idea that if you just throw a couple things in black people's way, you just going to knock them out the way. They're not going to want to do anything because, again, they're lazy and they're stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about for just a quick second. I don't, we don't really need to get into this, but this just came to my mind. We talked about Dr. Carl Hart who was like that neuropharmacologist talking about drugs, trying to get people to destigmatize drugs right. and think about it differently. And how I hate, oh, I didn't think we talked about it, but how I hated the Breakfast Club interview with him. I thought it was the worst <laughs> thing. I thought it was terrible journalism. <laughs> thought it was terrible conversation. At what? one at one point, at one point, um, yeah, but that's the point I'm talking about, though, is at one point, Charlemagne looked at the guy. Now, this is a scientist. He's just been in his laboratory working with drugs, doing this scientific research for, I want to say, like 30 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. That is where he's comfortable. Mm -hmm. He just came out and decided because he made a promise to someone that I believe lost their child to to drugs. He made a promise he was going to come out and tell people the truth about it and try to get them to update their thoughts update their software when it comes to thinking about drugs, right? And the utility of them mm -hmm. and the destigmatization that needs to happen has already happened in other countries and how they're dealing with it. So <clears throat> he's comfortable in his lab. He's having the breakfast club interview, interview and he's a little jittery. You know what I mean? He's like, they're attacking him. At least DJ Envy and Charlemagne or Angela, he's the only one there that kind of has an open mind of what he's talking about. And he's kind of like jittery and his hands are moving. And Charlemagne, being the dick that he is, I swear, I used to think that I kind of rocked with him, but there's certain things about him that I do, certain things about him that I just feel like are fuckboys to the max, mm -hmm. and this is one of them. So he looks at him, he's like, yeah, but see, you over there kind of shaking right now, and I'm wondering, you know, are you nervous or you having withdrawal right now? Like, do you need that? And the dude's like, come on, man. He was like, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, like, you know that I'm uncomfortable in this situation. This isn't, I don't do this media thing. This is y'all's thing. I'm a scientist. I don't, I don't do this. And I, I just, I, it was, you don't have to agree with people to have a good conversation, to have understanding, to open the floor so that whom, whomever is listening, because he's doing the listeners and the watch or the viewers a disservice. Mm. That's who it is. And that's why I say, I feel like I could do better interviews than these niggas out here doing interviews. Except for maybe that dude that does hot ones, cause Scott Evans, because he's nice. But a lot of <laughs> but a lot of people just they suck and they're so partisan, they're so ideological, and so it's so on their moral high horse, right. as we've talked about before, right? That they'll just discount these things that people have been working their whole lives to understand. And you're just discounting and neglecting everything this guy is talking about. You're never addressing exactly what he's talking about. You're calling him out saying he's having withdrawal. After he just told you that he's done heroin once in the past like three years, and you talk and you act talking to him like he's a fiend that right. got to get back to his fix, right? That's not good journalism. It's not good interviewing. 
And we all lose because of that. Right. Because you're so partisan, you can't have, you're so biased, you can't just have a conversation with him and try to get the best for the listeners. Mm -hmm. There was a, another interview that they just did with a guy named Dr. Perry. We don't even need to get into him because he seemed like an interesting dude. But it seems like he partners up with big name black dudes like P. Diddy, or I guess the name Diddy, and just and makes puff, and puff whatever you that, you you still there you still there with it? <laughs> That's fine. That was that was honestly the illest of them all. Puff. Out of all of the joints, Puff was the dopest. I don't know why he <laughs> left from there. But so they make schools in the inner cities, uh -huh. and that's dope. Again, I like the way the water, the, this water bottle, I can grasp it, but I don't like the orange top. This is nuance we're talking about. What he does in the inner city, building schools for people that don't necessarily have that sort of access to, uh, I mean, education on this level, that's dope. But first of all, in the first like five minutes, he starts talking about, oh, I love what you guys did with that interview with Dr. Carl Hart. It was amazing. You guys were out here doing amazing things for the culture. And I had to pause it right then and there. I'm like three minutes in. I'm like, why would he say that? <laughs> I have to try to do the work to figure out why he would say that was a good interview because it was a terrible interview unless he's just pumping up his bias, right? Which makes sense. Confirmation bias. Look it up if you don't know what it is. We all do it to some degree. Some people a whole lot more than others. Mm-hmm. Because some people don't even try to find those blind spots like I did with the women with the hair in the underpits, right? Like I, I did that. I yeah. wanted to. I want to see where the blind spots are. Yeah. Some people don't. <clears throat> anyway, what mostly I'm trying to get to in this interview is he says that Dr. Carl Hart is speaking to white privileged academia, people way outside of what he speaks for, what he stands for. And who we are as people of color. Mm -hmm. We don't have, and these are his words, we don't have the, the luxury of having these conversations the way he's talking about it. Because mm -hmm. he's because Dr. Carl Hart's talking about having these, these facilities where you can go and test the purity of the drugs that you're getting and get education on the drugs. And just also having conversation of if you were to take certain dosages of certain drugs, how it could be beneficial in certain ways, right? This is something he's been studying for over, over two decades, whatever the case may be. And this is something he understands. They immediately poo-poo this situation and say, we don't have the luxury of having these conversations. If you, if you grow up or you've been acknowledged or if you have acknowledged or been been a part of in any way shape form or fashion our urban areas enough you know that people get on this stuff and it tears families apart mm -hmm. tears the community apart mm -hmm. tears the the mind apart on an individual level like we don't have the conversation we don't have the luxury of even having these conversations you talking about right because we don't have the resources to be able to back up all the good things that you're that you're purporting can come from having these conversations or looking at drugs from a different angle. And that's where I disagree again. Now, I will I'll preface it with this. Earl Hooks could be out of touch. Earl Lonnie Hooks could be out of touch with what's really going on. But this is what I will say. Dr. Perry says, black and brown people, so intelligent, have so much talent. 
embedded in them, if they only understood just how beautiful they were as people, they would never touch a drug. They would never go that way. They would know that they are more than enough and they would never, <clears throat> Dr. Carl Hart, he speaks it's a big to, reach. He <laughs> speaks to that, but they never talk about it on The Breakfast Club. Why? Because they're terrible at what the fuck they do. They won't acknowledge that part. We have been, I went to Dare class. You remember Dare class? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a thing. We've been telling people, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad for you. We've been doing that. Guess what? We do the shits anyway. Yeah. For whatever reason, we're dealing with pain. We're curious. Whatever the case, we do it anyway. So what Dr. Carl Hart is saying and what they will never address is the, the similarity or the parallel with sex. We don't tell them, just be abstinent, just be abstinent. We say, hey, listen, young, probably don't want to do this. But if you're going to, this is what you should probably do. This is how you should probably like, let me educate you on it so you can do it in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And that's the correlation that he's trying to draw. We, listen, you probably you shouldn't be doing drugs when you're young. You, you shouldn't. It could be very bad for you. But if for any reason you find yourself in a position where you're doing this, have this information. So you know how to have a relationship. You know how to engage with drug use. You understand what's happening with you. You understand what withdrawal is. You you understand all the pros and cons that come with it. And they just, they don't give a shit about that at all. Now, with the not having the luxury of being able to talk about that in the black community, that's when I said, I'm sick of people underestimating black, brown people. Why can't we acknowledge both things? Because mm -hmm. I think that's what happens in a lot of mass media is we can't if I'm going to sell these group of people something, then I, they can't listen to anyone else. I can only sell them this because their brain isn't evolved enough to see the nuance and things. Their brain isn't evolved enough to be able to acknowledge what that person said and take what they said and do what they're doing with it and take what I said and bring the two together. Mm -hmm. They can't they can't do it. We don't have that that luxury. Right. And I ask, why don't we have that luxury? Why can't I see we're beautiful? We have talent. We have skills. We have potential. We can do great things with our minds and our bodies and our souls. If you believe in that sort of thing, we can do that in that we shouldn't need these drugs to feel whole. But if we want to understand why it is we've gone through the path that we've gone through and why there hasn't been a change and maybe why it's gotten worse through time, maybe we listen to this other, other gentleman about his perspective since he's been learning in this field for 30 years. Right. We should be able to have that conversation. We have the luxury of time. I feel that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't watch The Breakfast Club a lot, but I do know that they be on there fucking wilding. Um, oh, fuck it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we still, they be on we there still fucking, rocking. They be on there fucking wilding. Soon, when Charlemagne asks Logic who raped his sister, that's all I needed to see. Like, these niggas don't care. This is, this, they just, they, they just on here for hot topics and provoking bullshit. They not trying to learn nothing. You trying to learn shit, and that and that be my whole issue because it's not about you. You have, I, there's got to be a certain burden of responsibility that you have when you're 
put in these positions because you will very easily look up to the president and say, he's in a position of power. These government officials, they're in a position of power. They should be doing X, Y, and Z because they have all these people underneath them that are listening to them, that are learning from them. You are the same. Mm-hmm. You're in a position of power. You're just in the media space. So you have to do what's best for all these people that are listening to you. I don't even have that. We don't even got this podcast does not have that huge of a fan base. But yet I think about that when I'm on here. Right. I'm not just coming on here and just speaking whatever the fuck. One, that's just not me as a person. But I couldn't even do that. Like my person, I, I couldn't even do that because I feel like even when I'm speaking to individuals, what I say holds weight. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not even taking that route. I, I think that that's absolutely insane. That, that they they just rock like that. That's it's it's na- it's nasty. It's it's wildly irresponsible. Yeah, it's wildly irresponsible. Because that could have been a real you know real opportunity for some someone that was listening to learn something. Angela Yee was the only one on there that that tried to battle them, tried to combat right. them. Well, oh, well, I think he kind of meant this, or I think, you know, we should really focus on this point. And they're just like, ah, nah, you know, he's just speaking to the white people. Trust me. He just wants, he just wants all of us to do heroin. He just wants everyone to do heroin. I'm like, you guys, are, these are such unsophisticated takes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how y'all even are doing this. <laughs> I don't even understand why y'all are in this position. The same way y'all don't understand why certain people of power in government are, have that position. Right. I don't understand how y'all are here. Cause y'all simply y'all clearly don't care enough. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's that's crazy to me. Yeah, so that's 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 what I got on that. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm gonna stop bashing people for a second. Would you like to answer this meaningfulness question of the of the week, sir? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Our mine's gonna be much quicker than yours. All right, all right. What? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna say nothing. Uh, what question <laughs> would you ask a fortune teller? <laughs> what you got, buddy? What question would you ask a fortune teller? Um, I I thought about this <laughs> over time, just. Trying to think, like, what do what you, what do what, you care about? Yeah, enough? what do I want to know? Yeah, what exactly do I want to know? And I thought about a few things, but I guess the thing that I wanted to know most was where do I really like? Where do I? Where do we come from as a culture? You know, like we're here, we're here in America. I guess we've created our own thing here, but we do have ancestors that come from another place, Africa. Okay. And I'm just like, who are those people? What are they like? What 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 was life like there? You know what I'm saying? What possibly would have happened had we had a, had they not been shipped to America? What would that be like? Okay. Mm, okay. All right, all right, all right. Because Okay. So what I understood and I just decided to look this up just to just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Is that a fortune teller or someone that looks into the future? <laughs> Yo, I'm bugging. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you and you I heard you. I'm bugging. And, and you and, and you asking about what Africa was like when you know, we all came, when we when when we all came from I'm, Africa together. I am. I don't know. I guess because there I might was, be some people that can actually give you that question, like that, that I, answer. Like. I guess I don't know why I didn't even consider that. I just thought of fortune teller and it's just thought like of someone, knowing this omniscient some being. knowing being yes, that yes, could yes. just tell me what I wanted to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
fuck what I just said. This was like, what was it like? <laughs> fuck what, what I just was, said. What was y'all on back then? Like, fuck what I just said. Was it just peace because we all came from the same place? Like, did, like there was no, there was no different factions of people. Were like, was it all cool back then? Was everyone just again frolicking in the dandelions? Like, nah, I, I don't. Listen, buddy, I don't know that. Um, I'm a fortune teller, so. <laughs> but I'll gladly take that $500 that you just paid me to give you that no, answer. Don't listen to me. Okay. Um. No, my my answer was, that's funny as hell, is no, you, you're completely right. I'm not asking you shit. Um, I can't ask. I can't ask a fortune teller nothing. One, I don't watch way too many episodes of That's a Raven back as a kid. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> She had these premonitions every time. You and also the same thing with uh, Final Destination. Those movies, anytime you know what's gonna happen, you try to. So if it's something bad, you're gonna try to stop it, right, right. and you're gonna cause it to happen anyway. I just feel like that whole working in parallel universes thing never really works out. If I know something is bad is gonna happen. Now I'm just thinking, oh, well, fuck. I'm just going to start acting a lunatic. And that's all you're going to be thinking about. I'm going to just act a lunatic because I know everything's going to go to shit anyway. But is me acting a lunatic what's going to bring that to happen? Or is this just, is this bigger than me so it really doesn't matter what I do regardless? Or is it just really, like, is it just going to be blissful? And so I just stopped giving a fuck about stuff. It's just like, yeah, well, I don't really need to... Like it's life, it's gonna be good anyway. So what's the point of me even really? I'm gonna just sit here and chill and do this and do that and leave yeah. live a hedonistic lifestyle that's just meant for me and only me. Mm-hmm. You know. So I I just feel like you know what? There's there's a certain amount of of ignorance that is that is healthy. Yeah. And I'm okay with just not knowing. What's interesting about that is I was just reading about Neuralink. I think I've talked to you about this before. Elon mm-hmm. Musk's mm-hmm. one of his many companies trying to take us all to the future. I saw a video not too long ago. He put was like it about a chip. A chip? Yeah, he was put like a chip in the uh, monkey's brain, and he was playing like the pong. Pong, pong. Yeah. yeah, buddy, that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, so he's playing pong with his mind. So, so at first it was with the joystick. What is that? Bluetooth. It, I, I, <laughs> You can put a Bluetooth device in his brain. <laughs> I I I like I like to think that the Neuralink technology is a little bit more, advanced. A little more sophisticated. I think it's a little bit more sophisticated than that. But it's interesting because you're right. They got the chimp to start playing with the joystick first, just to understand the game of pong. And then they they got this chip in his brain, and then he just started playing it, you know, by himself, like just in his brain. Mm-hmm. And you know. I know that things in the future are they can be scary to think about because we're not quite there yet. Like, do I really want a chip in my brain? <laughs> you know, the the utility of it at first seems it seems well, it all seems very noble. Mm-hmm. The first part of it is trying to get, I believe, paraplegic some movement. Mm-hmm. So trying to get them to be able to stand up and walk and, and live a life that they never thought they were going to be able to have. Or have again, depending on you know when that that's that be expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And when when things like that first drop, it's always super expensive before they can you know mass produce them and get them out to you know everyone. But that that is that is interesting, and that's noble. And then the next you know clearly down the line, it just being solving what he calls the data rate issue. Between us and because to, he looks at us as cyborgs right now, mm-hmm. we're all attached to our phone. So 
just imagine how much smarter we are than the people a hundred years ago mm-hmm. because we just boop, 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 just look up stuff on our phone, just scroll around and just mm-hmm. get it real fast. But he's like, but just imagine if you didn't have to type and scroll and look for your phone. Just imagine you didn't have to do all that. It, you could just get to it immediately. And that's that's an interesting world. And that's his that is his fix or reconciliation or conciliation for is AI going to take over someday? Mm-hmm. I talked to you about this before, just like, you know, wolves were running around, killing people, fighting us. And then dogs came from wolves mm-hmm. and that was the survival of the fittest in them. That was, we need to find a way to be with these people because <laughs> they're more dominant than us. Right. Right. Now we love dogs and right. we spend billions of dollars on them. Mm-hmm. Right. And this may be our way of staying alive as artificial intelligence. We hope is we have to find a way to be symbiotic yeah, with don't, them. Don't let, don't let Elon fuck around and be the downfall of humanity. Yeah. So I'm going to end on this note. I, I talked to you about it last time, but I'm going to just tell the listeners, since I just brought up dogs. You getting a dog? I'm not getting a dog. Oh. Although I would like a chow chow. That is my that is my dog. That okay. is a big, big teddy bear. That is my, if I was going to have a dog at some point, like that would, that would probably be the dog. Sheds a lot. Big teddy bear. I love him. Anyway, so this is why people... Don't necessarily for all you dog lovers that want to bring your dogs everywhere. This is a good uh, this is a good story as to why people don't want your dogs everywhere with them as well. <laughs> it's in my fine establishment, my place of work. As you may have known, this is a dog friendly place. I was working one day. It was a fine black couple sitting down enjoying their breakfast, having a great time. A lot of laughs over there. A lot of jovial energy. I noticed. It seemed to be like the happiest people there, honestly. Just real, just real nice. They were bouncy. Mm-hmm. They had loud colors on. I think it may have been Easter Sunday yeah. or Easter weekend, at least. You know the black folk going to show out on Easter oh, Sunday for sure, with for the sure, fits. For sure. Oh, Every nigga, every nigga in there looked like Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, Kevin Simmons. Is that his name? Kevin Samuels? Samuels. Samuels. Kevin oh. Samuels. <laughs> or Russell Simmons. Anyway, so. <laughs> anyway. They're having a great time. There is a table beside them having a good time. Not nearly as good of a time as the black people, but they're having a great time. There was a man standing up talking to that table. And he's holding a leash, big, bright pink leash. At the end of that leash is a pretty large dog. I don't know dog types, so just going to say it's a large dog. Kind of looks like a... Like a greyhound, like one of them real long, real large, slender. Yeah, real slender, mm. long, lanky, earl like dogs. <laughs> hey, if I was a dog, I'd be this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the owner was not paying attention because he's having a conversation with his other table. This dog is straight licking these apple cinnamon butter pancakes. Delicious pancakes. I understand what the dog, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Licking this plate of pancakes and this black gentleman is looking down at his pancakes, looking at the dog lick his pancakes, looking at his wife, laughing at him. She was great spirited and that made this so much better. Looking up at the owner who's not paying attention and he gets the owner to say, hey, 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 guy, your, your dog. 
the guy abruptly turns around, looks at his dog, sees what's happening, and says, oh, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Let's go. Now leads his dog away, never addressed the gentleman with the pancakes, never spoke to the wife, didn't say nothing to them, just spoke to his dog. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Let's go now. And walked away from the scene, never to be seen again. He's lucky that those people were those people. Yes, yes. for sure. And, I, and we might have been lucky too, because they could have really caused a hellish storm in there over that. Mm-hmm. And I would have known people to do that before, mm-hmm. because I've known people to do a whole lot more for less. Mm-hmm. Just like I told you, the people that left the focus that our, our our trees and our greenery wasn't green and vibrant enough. Right. They wrote that down. They went online and wrote down. I went there. Their grass wasn't as green as I'd like it to be. The pink flowers weren't as pink and vibrant, as popping as I'd like them to be. Yeah, like get eh. a life. In that, yeah, the yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so we know people to do more for less. Either way, I went over there to the gentleman immediately, said, Hey, saw what happened. I'd be more than happy to accommodate you in getting you a fresh plate of pancakes because he was about to cut in. I saw him pick up his utensils and was about to cut in and continue to eat the pancakes. And I don't necessarily know if that's you just trying to be as polite. He's a wild guy. Yeah, (laughs) like if you just kind of nasty like that. I mean, you definitely sort of nasty. Or if if you were just so polite, you didn't want to cause a stir for anyone. You didn't. I, I know that sounds wild. But there are certain people that are passive enough to be like, I don't want to just let it go. I don't want anyone to have to go back and make another thing of pancakes for me or none of that. Like, you know what? Just I'm going to just take what I got. I think that's a situation in which anyone would understand why you need a new Understood. set of pancakes. I, I completely. Yeah, we talked about this. I completely understand with you. Either way, we, we got it out the way. They just laughed. thanked me and the staff for accommodating. And that was that. Mm-hmm. But again, for you dog lovers. Get your fucking dogs under control. Please. I understand you love them. I understand their family, but Please. you can't just have them out at restaurants licking other people's plates of food. Right. And if that happens, even if you may be embarrassed, the mature adult thing to do is stop in your tracks and address the person and say, sir, I am sorry. I am so sorry for what just took place. Please allow me to pay for this truck, even though we're going to end up paying for it. Uh, please, you have to try to compensate. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's 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 all I got on that. That's all yeah. I got on that. I just yeah. needed to bring that up. Yeah, that's super wild. That, I would have been more mad at him walking away and not saying shit than the dog actually. One thousand percent. Yeah, because the dog's a dog. Yeah. But you, you, <laughs> you, you, no, you need to talk to me. Right. You got to say something to me as yeah. a man. Stop. Don't do that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I might have got up. I might have got up and be like, sir, <laughs> I would have had to walk out. Like, get, you walk after him just a few steps at least, sir. Hey, excuse me. Would you Would you have grabbed his arm? Nah. <laughs> no. No. I would. Hey. hey. I'm definitely not going to grab his arm. But but I'm going. But I'm going to very very steadily walk around him. <laughs> So that he, he can't walk. Well, I'm gonna get in his in his line what, of walking. So what if he would? What if it was just he did, like he did jerk me out? <laughs> <laughs> J- 
just to avoid the confrontation. <laughs> he just tried to get out the way and juke me out. And, oh, bro, oh, oh. Like, I'm going this way, but bro, you're going this way too. Bro, oh. that's, bro, that's crazy. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> and that's probably what it was, is he was dealing with such a level of embarrassment, he didn't even know how to go about it. That's how I how I looked at it. I didn't see it as, he's just so disrespectful and saw these people are so beneath him, he didn't need to say anything. I think that he, that it was just fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And he flew, <laughs> and he flew. That's all. That's all I got on that. You got anything else for the people, man? We we talked. Uh, we nah, talked, we man. talked for a long time. We talked about a lot of good things. I really like this. Po- I like this episode. I like this um, one. You have another card for us? For next oh, week? oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you right. Oh, I almost forgot. Let's see what we got here. Meaningfulness card for next week. What makes you lose track of time? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. What makes you lose track of time? That's interesting. All righty. All right. That's 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 what I got. That's what I got. You good for the people? You got what do you you got some last I'll words? I'll say one you last. Got... I have one thing what, do, to say to say to Earl. To, 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 oh, say to me. Rest in peace to Earl Simmons, aka DMX, hip hop legend, hip hop giant. That's all I got. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Are those your last words as well? Those are my last words. Those are your last words. My last words. People, hear me now and hear me good. Get outside of yourselves. Try to find a desire to understand other people. Understand that the intentions of others are probably much more noble and admirable than you think them to be. And if you can at least understand that, then maybe we can get we can get on the the process of progress for you. And that's that's what I got. That's what I got for the people. All right. Last words. Peace.